Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we'll learn that men and women and boys and girls are lost in sin. Our story begins with Lizzie, Wolfie, and I leaving the G's and Joey and Rudy to take our own path in the new garden forest. since I heard Mr. and Mrs. G and Joey's voices. Yeah, but who would want to stay with Joey? He was getting on my nerves so badly that I had to get away from him. Come to think of it, Peanut, I don't know how far north or south or east or west we are from them. And I don't think we could hear them from here. It looks all mixed up and crooked to me. I think I can find the way. I hope we're not lost. That would be so awful. Let's try this other path to see if we recognize anything familiar. But so far, all of the paths we've tried have looked unfamiliar. Are we lost, Peanut? Oh, no, it's all right, Lizzie. This just isn't the right path, but I'm sure we'll come to it right away. I think we're lost. Listen. Hello. Hello. Don't do that again, Peanut. It's too horrible to think we're lost. It isn't that bad, Lizzie, but I'd better yell again. The G's and Joey might hear us, you know. Hello! Might hear us, Peanut? We are lost, and my hope of being found is quickly fading. Let's just stand still and listen. Peanut, you didn't make any marks on the path. Maybe if you had... The G's could have followed the marks and found us by now. Wolfie, I know. That was so careless of me. But I can't find the way. It's so confusing. Peanut, did you say we're lost? You mean we'll never get out of this awful forest? Oh, why did we ever leave the G's and Joey and Rudy? Don't lose hope, Lizzie. I already have. We're lost. And... I'll never see my dad again. <laughs> Get a grip, Lizzie. We'll survive. I'm to blame for getting us into this miserable situation. It's all my fault. That's okay, Peanut. I'll follow you wherever you lead us. You're no more to blame than I am. <laughs> we'll just have to keep moving. Even though it seems like we're just going around in circles, we've got to keep moving. But I'm so tired. I know, Wolfie, but it's getting dark and time is precious. We must not sit down. We must move in some direction, in any direction. At least that would be progress. But to sit down and do nothing is to die. But I'm so tired, I can't go on. Can we just rest for a bit? <sighs> okay, Lizzie, but only for a few minutes. Hey, look, there's that tree again that was hit by lightning. Oh, you're right, Wolfie. That's it. That's it. That's our clue. What are you talking about, Peanut? 
Look, remember when we saw that tree on the way down? It was on our left. So if we go up that path, where that tree is on our right, I think we'll find a way back to the G's. Lizzie, Peanut, Wolfie, we've been looking everywhere for you. Are we glad to see you? Before we begin, I'll read our memory verse, Psalm fifty-one, verses four and five. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. This verse shows that man is lost in sin, so lost that he's actually spiritually dead. Most people look alive and healthy to me, Grandpa. They may look very much physically alive and healthy, Rudy, but in God's sight, unsaved man is a corpse in a tomb, dead as a dead man can be. So dead, he's stinking, like Lazarus was when he was dead for four days. Yes, Lizzie, already rotting, dead, and just bones. I've done nothing really bad, Grandpa. We don't understand how holy God is, Rudy. A man can be very moral and have committed just one sin and die a peaceful death in his sleep and still go to hell. How holy is God, Mister G? Lizzie, God is entirely righteous and holy, and no man has any possibility of seeing Him. Or being with him, unless he also is likewise perfect and holy. Let's repeat our memory verse, which makes this point. Can you read that, Peanut? Okay, Psalms fifty-one, four and five. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Mister G, what can we do to be saved? Peanut, God's standard of holiness requires that to be saved, men must perfectly believe on Him, and on His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We must repent entirely and perfectly of our sins, and obey God perfectly, and confess Christ perfectly, and fear Him perfectly. Was there ever such a man who did these five things perfectly? Wonderfully, Lizzie, there was such a man who did these five things perfectly: repent, obey, confess, fear, and believe. Who could that be, Grandpa? Of course, this could only be the Lord Jesus Christ, who not only did these things perfectly, but because He was God in the flesh, He could also pay the eternal. An infinite price for all the sins of those he came to save. Did Christ repent for the sins of his people? Yes, he did, Lizzie. He underwent the baptism of John the Baptist, called in Mark one four through nine, a baptism of repentance for the remission or forgiveness of sins, and in Luke three. Verses three through twenty-one, we see the very same thing. Not only was Christ being ceremonially washed 
to fulfill his role as the great high priest, he was repenting for the sins of his people, since he was sinless and had nothing to repent of. Did Christ obey perfectly? Most certainly yes, Peanut. Christ did obey perfectly as the substitute for his people. He said to his accusers in John 8:46, Which of you convinceth me of sin? And in Hebrews 7:26, the scriptures loudly profess that he was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Did Christ confess perfectly? Yes, he did, Joey. In 1 Timothy 6.13, we see that before Pilate, he witnessed a good confession right in the face of a death sentence. Did Jesus fear perfectly? Absolutely, Peanut. He feared perfectly. Can you read Hebrews 5, 5 through 10? Okay, Hebrews 5, 5 through 10. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made in high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Did Jesus believe perfectly? Yes, again, Joey. The scriptures over and over again point out that Jesus believed his Father perfectly. In fact, his faith is real saving faith, the faith that is his alone, his property, and his possession. Habakkuk 2.4 says the just shall live by his faith. Mr. G, what can we do to get ourselves saved? We can do nothing, Lizzie, but for his people, Christ did everything. What do you mean, Mr. G? Joy, as we've been learning, the Bible is full of dark, negative information that all men are lost in sin and under the wrath of God and subject to eternal damnation in hell. The huge problem in our day is that there is almost no mention of this. Very sadly, salvation is spoken about as a self-improvement program a do-it-yourself way to make one happier or more content or better adjusted or a better person or a more fulfilled person instead of the truth. Then what are we saved from, Mr. G? Joey, we are saved from eternal punishment in hell. Grandpa, my friend says hell isn't real and that it's make-believe. Rudy, the Bible says that hell is a real condition. And on Judgment Day will be a place of fire and torment. There is far more in Scripture about God's judgment than about His grace and mercy. This is very loving of God to warn and remind men that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. The Scriptures present man as utterly fallen in sin 
While physically alive, he is dead in trespasses and sins, according to Ephesians 2. And he stinks, right, Mr. G? True, Lizzie. Ephesians 2 likens man to Lazarus, who had been dead for four days and was stinking. Unsaved man needs to be born again or born from above. And just as we had nothing to do with our physical birth, we have absolutely nothing to do with our spiritual birth. Men want to play a part to believe, repent, confess, pretending they have that ability when all the while they are dead and incapable of doing any of those things according to God's terms. Honey, Would you mind if the boys and girls repeat the memory verse? That's a great idea. Can you say it, Lizzie? Sure. Psalms 51, verse 4 and 5. Against thee, thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Time for sandwiches and lemonade, everyone. Well, boys and girls, it looks like we've come to the end of our program. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye. <laughs>